Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. It's your time. We will open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. The Edmonton Oilers are 2-3. and three. Are you concerned? Are you factoring in the caliber of their opponent? What has your interest peaked? Where do you think the team needs to be better? Who do you like so far? Text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always want at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday, or, again, the call-in number, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline Excitement Bennett. So that's our phone number uh, for the next minute. Uh, we are going to take a path down NHL today uh, at uh, 780-496-0063. Again, that's our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. NHL Today. That's the number. We'll get to NHL Today right here. Where'd it go in the script, Brendan? There it is. Uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, Oilers-Penguins, one of six games tonight in the NHL. Winnipeg is uh, hosting St. Louis, Toronto's and Vegas, and Vancouver entertains Carolina. Another tough test there. Phil Kessel will tie the NHL's Ironman record in that Leafs-Knights game, by the way. His 989th consecutive game ties Keith Yandel. Rasmus Dahlin, Brady Kachuk, and goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood are the NHL's three stars of the week. Sends forward Josh Norris missing at least two weeks from uh, from here with a shoulder injury suffered against Arizona. Dylan Gunther scoring his first NHL goal in that game, by the way. Uh, Bakersfield dropping identical 5-3 games Saturday and Sunday against the uh, Tucson Roadrunners at 2-3 now in the season. The Condors visit the Ontario Reign on uh, Saturday. The Oil Kings fell 2-1 to Prince Albert. Saturday night, Rogers plays, or rather, that was Friday. Uh, Saskatoon handed them a 5-1 loss yesterday. Four games left in the homestand. Thursday, it's Vancouver in town. Friday, the Calgary Hitmen. And the Golden Bears trading wins with Saskatchewan on the road this weekend. Now those two sides tied atop the Canada West standings at 6-1 this weekend. I believe it's the Regina Cougars in town. Uh, yes, Brennan, they're in Regina for a pair. All right, so, yeah, Bears winning in overtime uh, on Saturday. Saskatoon beat them on. For Alberta will trump, uh, drop from number one in the country They, as a result of that loss. That's how it works. 780-496-0063. It is time for the uh, call-in, text-in segment, uh, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Again, Japanese Village, by the way, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse, Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. All right, here we go. We're going to drop the puck with Ron on line number one. Ron, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. Thank you very much. Appreciate okay. the time. Okay. I uh, just, just wanted to talk about playing to the level of the competition. Like Clearly, when you look at the first five games, we've had some tough outs. But certainly, a Buffalo team in the past would have been a team that you would have had to have. Uh, as marked as a win. And it seems 
that the history of this club is they played at the level of the competition. So I know for a fact tonight it'll be game on. They'll play well against Pittsburgh. Uh, but when they, pardon me, they better, they better. Um, so then they'll be three and three. They go on the road. They got a tough out with St. Louis. Uh, and then uh, back to Calgary. So it's a tough stretch still at the beginning of the year. But um, once they start getting some of the easier teams, there's no easy outs, whether it's uh, uh, Arizona or whoever. Um, you've got to play play the game like you should play the game and not to the level of the, cup, uh, the competition. See, and I think you, you, you know what you're going to get from McDavid. You know what you're going to get from Drysaddle. You know what you're going to get from Hyman. For me, one of the barometers is Nugent Hopkins, and it's Nugent Hopkins 5-on-5 five because, five. you know, Nugent Hopkins is a pretty useful player on special teams. But when Ryan Nugent Hopkins is dialed in on 5-on-5, five five, the Oilers win games. And we saw that against Carolina. Right? Like, he was good that night, and I'll take you back to the game. You know, they had an awesome game in Game 3 against Calgary. That was as good as Edmonton had played the entire playoffs. They dramatically outshot the Flames in that game. They ended up winning the game 4-1. They could have scored five or six goals. But in Game 4, Nugent Hopkins was the guy that came through. And he had two goals, and they needed him to come through because the McDavid, Drysaddle, and Kane line was good, but it didn't dominate. Um the way it had. And so I always look to, to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Is, and then people say, well, Bob, that's, you know, he's like their third, fourth, or fifth best forward because we're going to concede McDavid and Leonard. But when I'm looking for the emotional barometer of the team, for me, it's RNH. So I'm going to be intrigued to see now RNH is in the top six today. He's most likely going to play with Dry Settle and Yamamoto, and, or sorry, Dry Settle and Hyman. Um, you know that's that's an opp- that's a line that's got to tilt the ice when they're out there five on five. I know Connor's going to bring it. He's going to be jacked to play. I'm with you, but uh, and so you're one of these fans that is not overreacting because of how challenging the schedule is at the start Absolutely. of the year. Absolutely, and to your point, Bob, I think we need more out of Piriarvi and uh, Yamamoto. Like, All day. I mean, these guys, All these day. guys got to step up big time. All right, thanks a lot. And you know they're being like. Here's the difference: they're being. They're not making a $1.2 million anymore. They're both at $3 bucks on the cap. And, and when you're in a salary cap world, price point matters. This is why there is some exasperation and frustration out there with Fogel and Tyson Berry for some of the fans, right? They're like, well, those guys are redundant. 780-496-0063. We'll go back to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Don on line number two. Don, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I, I wanted to... Uh, comment on all the things you brought up, Bud. Um, first of all, I'm not really worried. It's really early in the season, although I'm disappointed. Uh, I don't, I think in the three games, owners had very poor starts, uh, which you can't do in this league. I don't care if you're playing against Arizona or whoever. Right. You can't get behind like that. It's just, it's just too hard to recover. If you look at the stats of who wins when they score the first goal of the game, it's a very high percentage. 100% agree. Okay, second of all, uh, who's played good and who's played bad? First of all, I couldn't agree more. Pooley Arvey, to me, has just been total disappointment. Uh, he just does not seem to know where to go. He doesn't seem to... Uh, I, I don't really know what to say. I was I was a Pooley Arvey supporter for a number of years, but I'm just thinking now it's a... Well, I think it was just a bad... The, pri- the price point matters here with both Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto. Yes. I, I, like, I, I, like, I don't you, think Yamamoto's played that bad. Uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's coming off an injury, and he's in there badly. He's against uh, St. Louis, those, those defensemen he was playing against, two of the biggest defensemen, and he was in there battling with those guys. I know he lost a few of those battles, but... 
I mean, when you sign a guy that's that size, you know he's that size. Yeah, that's what you got to expect, too. So All right. Part of that's on the Oilers themselves. Okay. Uh, and who's played really good? I think our most, the best player I've seen, and I've seen him improve every year, is, uh, I can't think of his name, number 71. McLeod. Uh, yeah, McLeod. I watched that uh, last two games, and he has just amazed me at how much better he's got. He used to... He, he he always could skate good from the time he came up from junior when uh, when he was first drafted. I thought this guy's got a real chance to make her. And uh, now every year, like last year, he'd get up to a defenseman and he didn't seem to know what to do, how to get around him. And this year, I noticed he's getting around him. He's making the plays. I'm I'm very happy with him. And a lot of people have been on Tyson Berry skates, but you know, in the last the last couple, I went to the last two games. Tyson Berry wasn't our worst defenseman. Oh, no, 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 no. He was not the worst defenseman the last couple of games. Uh, Don, I got a bunch of other calls. I got to squeeze them in, okay? Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Yep, 780-496-0063. That opens up a phone line. Let's go to David out of St. Albert on line number one. Dave, and I just want to preface on Paul Yarvey. It's different for Yamamoto than Paul Yarvey the last couple games. I mean, Paul Yarvey's mostly played with McLeod and Fogel. That's the third line. Yamamoto's in the top six. The Oilers need more out of Yamamoto because who he's playing with. There were actually moments in the last game where Paul Yarvey, Fogel, and uh, McLeod tilted the ice and got some momentum for Edmonton. So I, I do want to qualify that statement a bit about Paul Yarvey. Let's go to David. David, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, so to me, our problem isn't really on the up front at all. That it's being deflected a little bit. Um, they're pretty solid up front with the crew they've got. Uh, my question to you is: Which, if there's a defender you could go get, and don't even think about that, which defender would you like to go get, Bob? That would make this team better, like a number two, maybe a three. Which top defender would you like to grab? Yeah, you might have missed the beginning of the show today, David. We talked a bit about, you know, I had people reach out on the weekend and say Edmonton's got to do something on the left shot defense. This is this is what I see happening. What I see happening is Niemelainen's going to get increased minutes, okay? And Niemelainen and Broberg, that combination, uh, Niemelainen out, Broberg once he gets healthier. I think the Oilers need to at least test drive those guys in the first half of the year. I'd play Niemelainen more than Ryan Murray here as time goes on. Uh, I'd play Niemelainen with Barry and put Kulak with Bouchard. Uh, and failing that, let's just say you don't get any traction with Niemelainen or Broberg. A player, I, there, There's two guys that in the, around the $2.75 to $2.8 million range. Gavrikov is a pending UFA in Columbus. He's a second-pairing guy all day. He's probably looking for four, four and a half, five million bucks next year in free agency. The Oilers are not going to get him signed. Susie, who's in Seattle, is a six foot five left shot D that can play the right side. He's a third pairing guy, um, and I think he could be a bit like the addition of Kulak last year. And he makes the same money right now that Kulak does. So I've given you two names of potential UFAs that might make sense. And I'm looking at Seattle and Columbus because I don't think those will be playoff teams at the end of the year. Okay, so the first fellow you, you mentioned, I don't know much about outside what we see at times, okay? So I yeah. kind of follow stuff a little bit. So that fellow, why do you not think that we'd be able to sign him? Gavrick, because he's looking for $4.5 million to $5 million. Okay. Can't so afford him. Is there, is there any way you can make, like, okay, and if you sign him, like, so at that point, he's a pretty solid guy because our bigger concern is if what if one of your top defenders get taken out, then you got a problem. Well, right, right now, I mean, let's face it, the Nurse CC pairing is probably the only pairing you're consistently 
you know, looking at it saying, eh, I think we pretty know what we're, we're going to... I mean, Kulak has had a tough tar- start to the season. He's Now, he's being asked to play second-pairing minutes instead of third-pairing minutes. He excelled in a third-pairing with Tyson Berry last year. There's no question. He killed it. He knocked it off. They Ultimately, they haven't replaced Duncan Keith here. That's what's happened. I mean, Duncan okay. Keith, and, and at, at this time a year ago, even though the orders were 5-0 and oh, instead of 2-3, and three, you know, there were a lot of fans that weren't big on Duncan Keith until late in the second half. Why Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair never looked at playing Keith and Bouchard together, I don't know. I think Evan Bouchard misses Keith. I think the Oilers miss Keith a bit. And they haven't really replaced him. And they, But I do think in terms of on the left side, to be honest with you, David, we are looking at Niemelainen and Broberg first before a trade comes. I, I just oh, That's how I see it. I know. And I don't disagree with you. I don't think you've got to pull the pin on anything right now because you might have stuff within. But here's my thought to you, and you can stir this all you want. So I like all the players on the team, but i got to go with my best assets. So could you intrigue Columbus if you move the Bouchard to them? You're not moving. End of discussion right there. You're not moving Bouchard and Pugliarvi for a get. You don't like Bouchard? Well, it's not I don't like him. I think he's your your best commodity to move. There's there's 31 teams in the NHL. You're right. There's 31 teams in the NHL. Evan Bouchard on an entry-level deal. He does need to get paid. There's lots of teams that would love to sign him. The Montreal Canadiens, they don't have a right-shot defenseman. They might have one next offseason, and it might come from Edmonton, but it's not going to be Evan Bouchard. The owners are not trading Evan Bouchard. What I'm saying is, Bob, is that I respect in what you're saying. My point is... He's your most value, and can you get a better defender than him? More experience, right? Because he still, don't mind me saying, he's still not number one right now. To me, he's a 3-4 on a good team. Okay. That's what Evan Bouchard is on a good team. Okay. And, and, but there's potential growth, right? And so we're looking for the next four years here. Not, not, not just one year. I'm saying four years. So if there's a guy out there you think, he's, Part of the thing that has to get stuff done, in my opinion. And then you get somebody to take Puviarvi with them, and now you can move stuff around how you need. You know finances better than I do. Yeah. It's not I don't like Evan. He's probably your best asset to move without blowing the team up. Okay, but you need some cheaper players this season, and he'd be one of them. Uh, David, thanks for the call, okay? Thanks a lot. Take, Take care. care. Yeah, 120 in Edmonton. Let's bang off some text. Jeff in Red Deer says, Afternoon, Bob. Woodcroft needs to start McDavid and Dreisaitl together instead of going to it when you're behind. Separate them when they're leading. That one comes to us from Jeff. Uh Bob, thanks for shutting down that uh, Bouchard trade stuff. Uh, that's a brainless trade. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's what I'd say. It doesn't mean everybody's right. Uh, Bob, I, I do not like Broberg. Trade him. I, I'm not. I, I got to tell you, that's what the texter says. I'm not sure what we've seen Broberg enough. I mean, I sure in heck liked Broberg when he played with CeCe last year in Vegas against a team that's hard to play against, and he was terrific. I was digging Broberg that night. He was excellent. 121 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, we're in a little bit of open line text messaging segment. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Time for the Oilers Now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown's going to be hurting right now, James H. Brown. He loves the Edmonton Green and Gold football team, now called the Elks. The Eskimos that he once played for, and the Golden Bears. 
tough go right now. But you know what? It's pretty big on the Oilers, too. Uh, the injury report. Dylan Holloway, back skating, uh, noticeable uh, abrasion on his nose after uh, getting train wrecked uh, by Ilya Labushkin when the Oilers played the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I expect there's a possibility that Holloway will play Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues. Philip Broberg expected to start uh, contact skating this week down on the minors. Could be back in action this weekend. Tyler Benson remains in Edmonton. He's on LTIR, obviously. So too is Smith and Clefbaum. All right, we're going to go back to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and Brock is going to join us on uh, line number four. Brock, how are you? Good, Bob. Love the show. Thanks. Thank you. I was just wondering about that uh, Costin. That Dillard made a deal with the Blues. Is there any uh, word on him coming into the lineup or, or our fourth line or something? Uh, he had a tough weekend, man. Yeah, I think he went dash four. Um, I mean, he's the right price point. 20, so you're talking about Clem Co- uh, Costin, who's a six foot three, 215-pound left wing. Uh, yes. He's played five games uh, for Bakersfield this year. He's minus five. He's got 13 penalty minutes. I think he might have been minus four on one of the two okay. games in the weekend. Um, right. The price point works. The price point works for him, and he would give them a different dimension. There's no question. There there could be a possibility within the first two months of him being uh, the orders having his rights that he may get a recall at some stage. It may happen in the United States, okay? I could see that uh, happening. And um, uh, Now, that being said, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that if he doesn't get recalled, he might be a guy that ends up back in Russia, too. Because there's right, certainly... So, that. you know what? He's a total wild card. It is a possibility. It's a fair question to ask, Brock. Yeah, just uh, I think we just need that for a Ford line. We need some size and some identity line, kind of a... Yeah. Change your momentum of a game, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like James Hamlin. He's small, but I like James Hamlin a lot. I look at what Pittsburgh has done with using that Wilkes-Barre farm system, and they've promoted some guys that maybe not everybody had on the radar screen and turned out to be pretty useful players. Uh, it's not a bad suggestion, Brock. I mean, they, the Oilers made it. I mean, maybe the guy gets at least a couple games so they get a chance to look at him. Yeah, so it so wouldn't get, hurt to take a look at him. No, 100%. Thanks, Brock. All right, thank you. You bet. 780-496-0063. The boys at Brent Ridge Ford Auto Metasquin did such a good job selling their trucks and SUVs. They're in need of more. Trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Melt Rich joining the team at Brent Ridge Ford. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Metasquin. You know what they say. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Bob, should we go after Mayfield uh, for a shutdown guy for the playoffs? I would have to do a little bit more research on Mayfield, okay? I've seen a fair amount of Gavrikov, and I have seen a lot of Susie. I mean, Susie's played out west. Um, okay. That, that name's been out there before. And it's not a bad name, and it's the right price point because I said sub three million dollar cap in one twenty eight at Edmonton. Oh, Brendan, let's do it. We we got to get to this right now. Uh, I will tell you the answer during the break. Uh, you got to text in. Up for grabs is a fifty dollar GC, courtesy of our friends 
at Ming Shine. It's Oilers Game Day Trivia. Keep your vehicle looking and feeling brand new with a new vehicle protection package. Book now at MingShine.com. Again, up for grabs a $50 GC from Ming Shine. You got a text us the correct answer. We'll take the first correct text, 780-496-0063. Here we go. We got Phil Bork coming up. He played in the OHL on a team that featured uh, future oiler Bernie Nichols. Nichols led his team in scoring one season. The man who was second would go on to be an NHL general manager. Who was that individual that played with Phil Bork in juniors? 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Phil Bork.